0: The Fantasy Hockey Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get it $100. Do this at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. And welcome in to the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my brother and co-host, Nick Olszak. How are we doing, sir?
1: Doing good, doing good. Uh, had a little break off over the holidays from the show, but glad to be back now. A lot of uh, action to catch up on. Uh, got the win last week in fantasy, which is huge. Going to, I believe, 5-2 and two now. And so yeah, really excited. I know you lost in a nail biter, but uh yeah, looking for, forward to a good week of fantasy. I had a hot start
0: in fantasy mm-hmm. hockey. Past couple of weeks I'm just getting smacked around. It's it's been brutal, man. Mm-hmm. Uh in our league, you know, it's a points league and you know, I think I lost by like 10 or 15. So it was some it was something close. Mm-hmm. I lost on Sunday. I went into Sunday with a lead uh, and then in my categories league, man, it's been brutal. It has been awful. Last week I took a uh 9 to 1 loss. From the nice. guy in first place, and I was in second, and I was like, "Oh, this will be a good matchup." No, I got hammered. It was it was bad. Uh, So far this week, it's also a bad start. I'm losing like eight to two. So we need <laughs> we need to get stuff turned around. And that team is stacked. That team is absolutely Connor McDavid, David Pasternak. You know, just two top. Yeah, don't you do, like have uh,
1: Zibby in there too? Yeah, you got a yeah.
0: Well, I Mika, have... like Mika's been cold. Like, yeah, I I I hold Mika Zibanejad to a higher standard, but he's not playing to like you know, the Connor McDavid, uh, David Pasternak type of, you know, production, right? Like he's not playing like, like a top five player. That roster, I have guys that are like at the top of the charts. I don't know what's going on. Definitely goaltending issues. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely say that. But uh, we're back. You know, we did take off last week. Me and Nick were hanging out on Thanksgiving. The fam came and visited. So I was super appreciative of that. Uh, but we are back to talking hockey this week. I know that you had the uh the week off
1: for, for college. Anything uh, upcoming for the ONU team you want to share? Uh, no games this weekend. Next weekend, we travel down to uh, Indianapolis to play Butler University. They have, I don't think they've won any games in the year, but they're also playing a lot harder teams. And we've mm-hmm. we played, they're playing Purdue, IU, Trine University, uh, Notre mm-hmm. Dame. So they're playing mm-hmm. some good schools. So it's going to be a good test for us. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Well, let's dive in. Uh, tonight, we are going to be touching on some uh, trending goaltenders, some some hot goalies. Uh, we haven't done that in a few weeks, so we definitely want to check in on some guys that are that are producing. Uh, so let's just dive right into it here. Our first guy up is Red Hot with the Red Hot New Jersey Devils, Vitek Vanasek. The dude is just cleaning up wins. He's got 14.17 fantasy points per game in his last eight starts. Uh, are you betting on VTech to finish as a top five goalie this year? Is this someone that you're willing to go out and, and make a trade for, or if you own him, are you looking to maybe sell him for like a missing piece on your roster?
1: Are you holding or selling Nick? Uh, right now I'm definitely holding New Jersey's hot and I don't think there's any reason to let go of, a, of the hot hand when you have it. And yeah, the New Jersey team has been solid as a whole and their goaltending has really contributed to that vantage check been really good too. And, uh, I've also been fortunate too, if you're looking for a streaming option, to get Akira Schmid, uh, yeah. Vanacek's backup. Because, yeah, this team does not, they're not losing hockey games right now. And so mm-hmm. there's really, there's not really many other better goalies than Vanacek right now. And so I would definitely hold on to him for sure. They're beating a lot of really good teams in the Rangers, Toronto, uh, Calgary. They've always been mm-hmm. really good. So, yeah, a lot of upside for VTech Vanacek. Definitely someone I would hold for the long run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six wins out of his last eight starts. And across those eight games, he only allowed more than two goals twice. I like to see a little bit more in the save column. I mean, always great when your defense in front of you is is playing well and limiting the amount of opportunities. But We're talking fantasy hockey here. We want to see, you know, some guys that are making, you know, those high quantity saves to crank up the save percentage and obviously you know we want to low goals against but you know beggars can't be choosers here uh, i'm good with holding them i definitely have some cells on this list so of this group i think vtech is a hold i'm also a devils fan as well as a blackhawks fan so you got to take that with a grain of salt i have you know i have high prospects for this club uh going forward they've only lost one game i believe in their last 11. Yep. One game in their last 11. That was to Toronto. It was a 2-1 loss. And before that, they had won, I believe, 13 straight. So they've got the streak going again. They've now, they're now back at three in a row. I love this upcoming schedule. Nashville, Philly, uh, Chicago, the Islanders, a little bit of a tougher matchup on the 9th of December. But these next three games, definitely an opportunity to feast. And Akira Schmidt, who you had mentioned, he's day to day. So I'm guessing that VTech is going to get the bulk of these next handful of starts. So uh, definitely someone I'm prioritizing right now. If you have the opportunity to go out and buy him, if you are struggling and maybe you have some extra offense that you can divvy up to get yourself back a solid goalie, I like vtech for the for the rest of this season. That was a great pickup by uh, the Devils. Uh, Vanisek had a great start to his career with the Capitals. It's kind of weird that they didn't hang on to him. I don't know if it was yeah. just like, Hey, you know, we don't want to pay you type of situation or there was some scouting that they had that said, Hey, nah, this guy stinks. It looks damn good. in, in uh, in devil's red. So keep firing up, uh, some Vanasek and try to go get yourself some shares. If you can, uh, the next guy up is Matt Murray. Also red hot, not with the devils, but with the Toronto Maple Leafs, he has what four straight wins and 5 out of his and 5 wins out of his last six starts, excuse me. His save totals are a lot higher than Vanasek. So his points are there. What are you feeling with Matt Murray right now? Is this kind of uh, you know, like a flash in the pan type of production or are you trusting him for the rest of the season with the Leafs?
1: Um, I wouldn't trust him for the rest of the season as of right now because I do know that the Leafs have Ilya Samsonov on IR mm-hmm. and so he could very well come back during the year and steal the starter's job back from Matt Murray cuz when they set this team up the, in the offseason, the purpose was for it to be Samsonov's net and for Murray to be the backup, and from what I gathered at least. And uh, I think that could be uh, a very good possibility. And so with that being said, I think that gives Matt Murray really good sell value as of right now, playing mm. on a good Toronto Maple Leafs team that's winning hockey games and getting a lot done. I also think that, uh, I, yeah, I think Murray would be a good pickup. And one of the things that, you know, gives you a case to sell him a little bit. He's gone through a lot of injuries. We saw it earlier this year. We saw it a little bit last year. And uh, yeah, he's a very injury-prone player. He gets injured a lot, and so definitely something I would keep in mind. But yeah, definitely a sell for me.
0: I'm I'm kind of I'm torn between the two because I hear you with Sam uh, Sam Sonov coming back. Health always a concern, but if it's if he's healthy right now, I feel like even if Sam Sonov comes back tomorrow, it's his net. Like this production is is really good. I mean, the, the wins are there first off. I mean, I know the Maple Leafs are a great regular season team, but secondly, the saves are there. So their defense is not playing well, uh, out of these last six starts that I'd mentioned, he has taken, uh, over 30 shots in five out of six of them. And he has over 30 saves in five out of those six. Uh, just one of those games, he had a a 40 save game. That was the last game up against Detroit. Like they're letting on 44 shots on net against Detroit. I mean, I know it's on the road, but come on, you know, like mm. uh, it's r- r- really tough to, to gauge this the situation because those factors that you brought up, I feel are, are they very variable. Like, like Samsonov when he returns and then you have the injury factor in there. I mean, if it doesn't cost you a lot, I would be willing to go out and buy him. I, I don't think you can sell him because, you know, right now he's just red hot. It's going to be difficult to get a, a, like a price back. But if he's on a roster where, you know, someone has just you know him as an extra goalie you know on top on top of a couple of studs again this is a situation where I feel good moving off a trending defenseman moving off a trending forward and you know I'm backing myself up in net. I don't know if you guys can tell but I need goalies bad right mm-hmm. now. I need some goalie love.
1: <laughs> and yeah to kind of contribute to that too uh the Maple Leafs defense is picked to shreds right now. Morgan Riley out Jake Muzzin out TJ Brody out Jordy Ben out. And mm-hmm. so you're looking at a situation where your first D pair is Mark Giordano and Justin Hole. so that definitely attests to all the the shots uh the goalies are seeing out there, and yeah, their defense is just a shell right now. It's there's nothing really there, and Giordano leading the way, the you know spry age of 38 years old, and so uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of issues in Toronto
0: yeah giordano getting it done he's making the league minimum playing like the most minutes so i don't remember what the stat was but i saw that on twitter as an absolutely crazy uh set of numbers mm-hmm. like what he's getting paid you know per shift per minute in comparison to the rest of the league like giordano just that dog i'm loving him right now so yeah along with that like you see you know those injuries you see logistically they don't look good and then mm-hmm. you look at murray's numbers and you're just like wow like what happens when they put a really mm-hmm. good defense in front of them. And I think mm-hmm. that's what really kind of overloads them to the buy column. Like, again, like if, if you can afford that loss on your roster to boost up some other area, like offense or defense, I'm all for it, but he's a, buy, he's a big buy candidate for me. I, I think, uh, like I said, I'm kind of torn because it needs to be the right situation for you. But again, like this production is very viable. And if those guys come back and they're healthy and they continue to you know get the same level of offense, He's, he's going to be solid because, like you said, th- you know, three wins in a row. No, excuse me, four wins in a row out of his last uh, four starts and five out of his last six. So there's a lot of good stuff here. All right, this next guy up we have, a little bit more difficult uh, to gauge what he's going to do night in and night out. Uh, Karel Vejmelka. what are your thoughts on his production right now?
1: His production is solid. He's getting a lot of points, seeing a lot of shots. But for me, down the stretch, the wins just aren't there. Um, mm-hmm. I can't see myself really getting around to him personally. I know in a deeper league, someone that's going to see all those shots and get those starts is someone that you want to go out and grab. But for me, with the wins not being there, uh, yeah, it's definitely someone I would pass on. Just as of recently, too, like I feel like the uh, the Coyotes are – they could kill to score a little bit more goals here. Like uh, you're looking 1-1-1-2, one, 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 th- a few three-goal games. But, yeah, I feel like uh, the team in front of – is not good enough for me to want to buy in on him so he's definitely someone I would sell and uh, at rank 66 he probably has some value in a lot of deeper leagues and even at 45 percent roster he might very much just be available on your waiver wire and you might be able to snag him up I know he's sitting on our waiver wire and I know a lot of uh, teams like to stream him and get him in just to get starts but yeah he's definitely not a long-term hold for me yeah, in
0: category leagues, I'm definitely holding off. In points-based, I think it's fine as a streaming option. And the reason why I'm staying off of him in category is, like you had mentioned, the lack of wins. Like the, He just doesn't have the right roster behind him. They did get a win on the 23rd up against Carolina. Of course, in their last 10 games, that was the game that I betted against them, and they won. <laughs> Love that. Love that. And Karel Vejmelka had a shutout in that game. He actually has two shutouts in his last eight games. He's averaging 14.8 fantasy points through his last eight games. And that's just a number that I expect to fall over time. I don't expect him to maintain this level of production in those deeper leagues. If you own him, I am trying to move off of him. He is definitely a sell candidate in my opinion, because I just don't see this being a consistency you know, throughout the rest of the year. He's still almost averaging three goals against per game. Not good. Uh, his save percentage is great, but that's because he takes on so many shots. He's at 91%, point 9, six to be exact. Again, there's a lot of opportunities streaming him. It's just that, you know, you're going to pay for that, those those poor games. Like there's a game on the 17th of this month. He let in four goals. He had 35 saves. He had nine mm-hmm. fantasy points. That's great. That, like that's not production that you're going to kick away, right? right? But in a category league, the save percentage isn't there the goals against are hurting you and you're not getting the win right the shutouts if they, if those were to be consistent that would kind of bump up the category leagues but again it's just not someone that you're going to be able to rely on so for that again sell candidate hold candidate in um in categories and you know he's he's a buyer or a streamer in uh, in points based next up is the best goaltender in fantasy hockey linus Allmark. Could be a product of just playing for, you know, the Boston Bruins. Even in his games, his last two games that he hasn't won, he still has close to 10 fantasy points. So he has all of the opportunity here to be a top five goalie for the rest of the season. He's only averaging two goals against per game, 93.5% save percentage. He's averaging 15 fantasy points per game in his last seven games. Is this the guy? Like, is is he, like, I'm just going to ask you, is he going to finish top five in the goaltending category this year in fantasy
1: yeah that's what i was about to ask you i was gonna ask you if you think this guy is gonna be in the top three for the vesna trophy because yeah his numbers yeah. have been insane right now and this boston team they've been playing solid and the numbers he's putting up are really similar to uh igor shesterkins last year and mm-hmm. a lot of these games he's uh getting these wins and yeah just the shots he's facing and what not? Yeah, it looks really similar to Shosturkin last year. So I'm all over Shosturkin. You got to be paying top dollar for him. Definitely someone that's a buy candidate, but you're mm-hmm. gonna have to give up a lot. That's the trick with it. And uh, no, if you have the you know real estate so, to be able to snag him up.
0: What I, I what I want to bring into this conversation is Jeremy Swayman because mm-hmm. he's he's healthy now, and we're starting to see. we actually I don't know if he's gotten a game in yet. I know that he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Pull up his, um, his game log here really quick because line mark is like he is the top guy
1: mm-hmm. in fantasy
0: hockey right now for goaltending. Okay, so Jeremy Swayman has three starts and two wins, five goals against. It's uh, you know, it's higher, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's up to 2.92 goals against per game, 89% save percentage. I guess he had a start earlier in the year because I only see these last three games. Mm-hmm. Sixty-nine percent rostered for a guy that's you know barely done much. You know, is he going to come in and steal a show? He's starting tonight up against Tampa Bay.
1: Um, I think tonight against Tampa is going to be a good test for Swayman. Um, you know he's been out for a while, and uh, old Mark was out for a minute, and mm-hmm. he's back. But now Swayman's got to start tonight, and so I think yeah, against a good Tampa team that plays a really solid brand of hockey, going against Andre Vasilevsky, thinking mm-hmm. it'll be a good test to see where he matches up with them. But uh, as of right now, I think it's still in Boston. You don't really see a lot anymore in the league with the salary cap, but they've Mm -hmm. got a really good tandem right now. And these guys are really interchangeable. And like one can have the hot hand, one can be cold, and the team still could be winning games. And so I very well think that Jeremy Swayman could come in and win some hockey games. I don't think he'll steal the show, though. From Linus Olmark, just because of the numbers that Olmark's put up so far, it's going to be mm-hmm. really hard to him for him to catch up to those numbers in a sense. And, so I'm uh,
0: I'm going to ask you, you know, player A, player B. It'll be goalies, of course, mm-hmm. and who you want, who you prefer to have for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linus Olmark,
1: Ilya Sorokin. <sighs> uh, that's a good question. Um, right now, I would probably have to say. Um, Yeah, I'd probably have to go Linus Olmark right now. I know Ilya Sorokin has been solid, but uh, Linus Olmark has been on a really good Boston team. And this team, they've shown even uh, with injuries and whatnot, they started the year really banged up. They can still uh, win hockey games. And yeah, right Mm -hmm. now, they're doing a good job of it. New York Islanders, um, I mean, they're good, but I still see a few holes in their lineup that I think could uh, affect the goaltending. And uh, but on the offhand, you have Ilya Sorokin, who I don't think anyone can steal his job. I don't think Varlalov's going to come in and steal the job, but uh, that's where I I was going
0: with the question. Was where I I was leading to is that Mm -hmm. Sorokin should have more starts than Allmark going forward. Would you agree or disagree?
1: Um, I would cautiously agree. I think, yeah, Yeah. just based on what happens in Boston, because. Swayman so okay. could very well come back, and he could play like a backup. We don't know. Okay. All right, so how,
0: so how about Allmark or Logan Thompson?
1: Logan Thompson. Okay,
0: so so do you prefer Vegas over Boston in that sense or something that you see from Thompson over Allmark?
1: Um, I don't, Right now, I honestly just like the Golden Knights uh, competition more. They're playing a lot of these Pacific uh, teams, and okay. a lot of them haven't been as solid this year, and they're seeing a bulk load of them. In their schedule, you're seeing the Anaheim's, the San Jose. They've been able to take Vancouver, except they got the last meeting. But yeah, these right. teams, I feel like Vegas can be on any given night. While with Boston, on the other hand, you've got a way harder division where you're going to be playing mm-hmm. Toronto, Tampa, Detroit, Florida on a regular basis. And so mm-hmm. yeah, just for the level of competition that I think you're going to be seeing for the majority of the season, I like Thompson on that slight advantage. Okay,
0: a couple more here. You don't I appreciate the long-winded answers, but you don't have to. Just just tell me tell me which player. Next mm-hmm. guy, Allmark or uh
1: Jake Ottinger? Probably yeah. Uh, I would Olmark or Ottinger. I would probably have to say Olmark. Okay.
0: Allmark or Andre Vasilevsky? Olmark. Okay. Allmark or that might be the last one I have. Mm-hmm. Oh well, the, the next guy I'll just peep him, Connor Hellebuck. Uh, yeah, still Allmark. Okay, so I would go, I would go uh, Allmark over Hellebuck. I would go Sorokin over Allmark. I would go Logan Thompson over Allmark. I would go Jake Ottinger over Allmark. And this mm-hmm. is all. This is all just because I just don't believe it's going to be maintainable throughout the rest of the season. Like. <clears throat> his numbers are great, but he's playing in front of a really good team. You had mentioned the competition uh, from the West in comparison to the East. Like he's going to be playing in a, a lot more competitive games. And as the Bruins go on, they're going to build that target on their back. Like the mm-hmm. teams that are coming to play them are going to, you know, finally start to step up. Last one. I wanted to ask you uh, Linus Allmark or Damn it, I lost it again. Igor Shesterkin.
1: Mm, I would probably. Uh... And the early going right now, I would say Olmark, but that could very well change throughout the year. Uh, the Rangers are ha- kind of off to a cold start right now, and so yeah, just to, going with based on the hot hand, I'd go Olmark. Mm-hmm.
0: So, what like level of like defenseman or forward would you need? For, like, say someone offered you, let's say you have Shesterkin, and you want to get Olmark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What what would you like? What type of forward or defenseman would you be willing to pair with Shesterkin?
1: Um, let's see if I want if it was my fantasy team personally, hmm. I would say you'd have to be, be giving up a really big fish. I think that, fish. yeah, you had to be giving up a really big fish to get something like this done. And so, I like a probably like mm, an Andre Svechnikov, you could pair okay. in there, okay, a William Nylander, maybe. I think because, uh, there, yeah, I think for some people just looking at their recent stats, because a lot of uh, fantasy players, at least generally. In our league, I feel like you're just going to look at the recent numbers. You're not going to look down the stretch. And so I think you have to be able to get a really good forward for someone to say, oh, I think I'm going to win this trade. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, each person, when you accept a trade, everybody has an angle to it. Right.
0: All right. Let's move on because we got kind of caught up with Allmark there, but he is the best goalie in ho- uh, fantasy hockey right now. So it kind of makes sense. Uh, he is averaging 15 fantasy points per game in his last seven games. So pretty, pretty solid. Uh, last guy up here. And then we're going to move over to the waiver wire discussion is Connor Hellebuck. Uh, he's looking really good. He has, where is it, 13.8 fantasy points per game in his last eight starts. It is the lowest of the group here, but in all of fantasy hockey, he's a top three goalie. So is he going to maintain that position or is he going to fall down the board? I, I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm not buying it. I'm not a big hellebuck guy. I'm not a big Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets guy. Their offense right now, in my opinion, is hitting at a higher rate than usual. And I feel like that is going to come down at some point.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I don't think you're wrong there. I think the Central Division is really, really scattered right now. And with the Jets being at the top, I don't think it's going to stay like that all year. I think there's a lot of teams that are going to creep up on their doorstep and catch up to them, and the Jets are going to fall down the standings because you've got yeah. teams like Colorado and Minnesota, St. Louis, even Nashville all sitting behind Winnipeg when, like you said, their offense isn't really something to get excited about, in my opinion. You've got a couple guys up there with Connor, Shifley, uh, Nikolai Ehlers is out right now, Uh, PLD, Cole Perfetti's been all right. But no, there's just not a lot really that I think gives you a case for uh, Winnipeg. And so, yeah, I definitely would want to sell Connor Hellebuck because, yeah, I don't think with the team in front of him and the teams behind him in the standings and the teams he's going to be playing, I don't think there's going to be a lot of room for him to keep up the numbers and I see... The Winnipeg Jets falling just right outside the wild card. If you're talking right. end of the year here, and yeah, they'll probably be around 500 team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I we just saw them put a hurting on our Blackhawks. So, uh, they won mm-hmm. seven to two. I'm, 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 I can't say that I hate it that much because I, I made money on that on that game. Mm-hmm. So appreciate you, Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the game before that, though, Halibut, uh straight salami, meet, four goals against. The game before that, six goals against. Like. That that's not a good sign. Like when you're when you're looking at a guy that's like you know averaging what did I say thirteen point fantasy points in his last eight games, like those dips to me mm-hmm. are kind of a, a telling sign <clears throat> that the you know we should expect similar games like that to come. You know especially mm-hmm. when they're playing on the road. Uh, I know they sat him one game on the road against Seattle, and then he lost on the road against Calgary. So his last road win was against Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they stink. Uh, seven to two win. I mean, they again they ran up to score on them. They the team has scored twelve goals in their last game. I don't buy those le- that level of production to be maintained. That that's the biggest thing for me is, um, and and don't get me wrong, like they've looked good all season long scoring. It's just not a regular thing for them, and I'm expecting it at some point to just come down from that level. So, uh, just to recap really quick, uh, we both had uh, Vitek Vanasek as a buy. Uh, Matt Murray, more cautiously, but still a buy. Vejmelka as a sell candidate. Linus Allmark as a definite uh, buy candidate. And we both have Connor Hellebuck as a sell candidate. Uh, we're going to pay some bills, get a quick word from WinBet, and we'll be right back after this with our waiver wire options. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in a same-game parlay? Win bet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win, and if you're ready to play, just sign up and you'll receive a special offer. Bet a hundred. Win a hundred. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's slash Wynnbet to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be twenty one or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call one All four seven hundred. All right, and we're back on the other side here. We're talking the fantasy hockey waiver wire field here. Looking at some um, um, some consistent scoring from players that are actively available in the majority of leagues. First up here, Nick, we've got a couple of Tampa Bay Lightning forwards. We've got Alex Kalorn and Brandon Hagel. Based on their recent production, who would you rather own?
1: Uh, it's really hard to say right now. <clears throat> I think uh, they both make a really good case, but I think Brandon Hagel for sure. He is on the first power play right now in the first line, while Kaloran is on the second line and second power play, and their stats Mm -hmm. are both pretty even, and he's got that edge. And one thing I want to point out with this uh, Tampa Bay first power play that drives me nuts is they took Victor Hedman off the first power play unit. And so uh, it's been hurting my fantasy team a little bit. But yeah, Brandon Hagel definitely over uh, Kaloran for sure, just with that slight edge of the power play.
0: Uh, I mean, the minutes are definitely there for Hagel. I, I know that he's averaging more ice time, but uh, if you're playing off of recency bias, the pick is calorin for me. He's averaging 11.3 fantasy points per game in his last seven. He has 10 points in his last seven games, including three goals and seven assists. The apples are what I'm coming back for here. He's just constantly getting points. I believe he has points in his last one, two, three, four Uh, Not five, five out of his last six, six out of his last seven, seven out of his last eight. So he's he's really a viable start right now with, you know, some limited playing. I mean, I'm actually looking at it. It's looking a little bit closer. There's been more games where Hagel's gone over like the 20 minute mark. But I I, I mean, it seems pretty close. And if Kalorn's up on the second line, for some reason off the top of my head, I thought he was on the third line. But yeah, I'm just playing him off of recency bias because I don't see myself owning either of these guys long-term, like I'll lean in to either production. If one is available, uh, don't get me wrong. Hagel, he's looking good too. He has two goals and four assists in his last seven games. So was, you know, almost a point per game. That's nothing to ever kick, kick around. So I, I like that. Um, but if, between the two, uh, I'll lean Kalorn again, just because of that, just, you know, a little bit of a higher click rate, um, through the, through the last seven or eight games or so here. Uh, next up, we have Dawson Mercer on the Red Hot New Jersey Devils. He is a guy that's getting, um, you know, quite a few apples here. He has seven assists in his last eight games. Uh, are you buying his production, Nick?
1: Yeah, his production has been solid throughout uh, this span with the Devils. Like you said, the Devils are red hot right now. He's got points uh, in what three, one, two, three, four, four of his last five games. Only nineteen mm-hmm. percent rostered. Uh, not much much more to say. He's on the New Jersey Devils. They're clicking at a high rate. You can anyone, even the New Jersey Devils top nine, I think you're in a good spot, and I think you'll be in a good spot with uh, Dawson Mercer.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm loving this team right now. I want to get every bit of the Devils I can. Um, I was very happy to see that they moved uh, Fabian Zetterland finally down to the third line. That was getting old there for a minute. I believe Dawson Mm -hmm. Mercer, they've moved up to the second line with uh, Jack Hughes and Eric Holla. So if that's a pairing, that's going to be, you know, continuing going forward. I want every bit of that. Like Mm -hmm. Jack and Nico are looking super good up the middle right now for the devils. Uh, This is a team that where you want to buy in everywhere you can. Like, there really isn't a name on this roster that I hate. I know I'm a Devils fan, whatever. But, you know, you have Andre uh, Palat, who's going to be coming back from the IR at some point. Eric Hall is playing well. Miles Wood is a guy that's, you know, just the engine is always running. They've got Jesper Bratt now on the top line with Thomas Tatar and Nico. Like, they are looking really good so um and also on the back end you know I love guys like John Marino Ryan Graves that are readily available I think you were
1: rolling out uh Ziegenthaler for a while is that right oh that's my guy I love that's your guy him. that dog yeah. he is a dog only 10% roster too buddy is a menace on the blue line uh just to kind of touch on him a little bit yeah 10% roster and yeah he's been getting over at least he's gotten over six point eight fantasy points in one two three four five of his last six games love siegenthaler it, he's been a unit my defense has been struggling but no more for because uh yeah we got jonas siegenthaler running the whole operation i love it
0: i love it all right before we get too much devil's love let's move on i don't think i have any more devils listed so we can get off them for a minute uh <laughs> next up we have dylan cousins of the buffalo sabers i hate picking up buffalo sabers they're the most annoying team to me right now but <laughs> This production really isn't anything to kick away. I mean, he's got a couple of bad games here and there. One against New Jersey. Guess I had jumped the gun too soon there. Uh, and then another against Boston, but they're pretty well separated. I mean, other than those two uh, misses on the 25th of November and the 12th of November, literally like, you know, almost what, 13 day difference for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the numbers are there. Um, two goals, four assists in his last seven, 9.4 fantasy points. Uh, is this someone that you're looking to pick up?
1: I don't. it's, No, Buffalo Buffalo is such a flash in the pan, you know, come out, they'll come, you'll get guys like Jeff Skinner, Tage Thompson, Mm -hmm. Dylan Cousins, all these guys take their turn on the waiver wire, take their turn on our show. Just so we can maybe, just maybe, you know, say yeah, you know, doing good. You know, if they're doing good, keep them. If not, so you know, so you're them. happy
0: I left Jeff Skinner off the list today.
1: I am happy you left Jeff Skinner off the list. Yes, because these guys and the Devils are the most, or not the Devils, the Savers. I I don't know. You're like you'll play one game with them and then they'll fall off, and then uh, yeah, there's just nothing really left. And Buffalo isn't a good hockey team. They're just so streaky, and it doesn't make for anything really solid for fantasy? Because my opinion, I'd rather have a player be consistently good or consistently bad. Not this, you know, hey, good here, bad here. Yeah, but uh no, I mean, he's on the second line there with Jack Quinn and John Jason Paterka, who's like brand new to the league. Jack Uh-oh. Quinn, also brand new to the league. Just not a lot of upside for the Buffalo Sabres offense right now. And uh yeah, stay away from uh Mr. Uh, Cousins. Yeah,
0: that's it. I'm, I'm not so I'm not excited about him. If you're in a deep league, you got a lot of teams, 12, 14. This is a stream option. It's it's not mm-hmm. someone that you're going to own long term. He's a plus two on the season, and I believe that's through the last three games. So plus two, minus two, plus two. Right. So he's mm-hmm. constantly, uh, you know, you know, um, tread, treading water as far as like the plus minus columns go. He's getting the puck on net more recently. If that's a trend that continues, maybe you could keep him rostered for, you know, <laughs> longer than a week. Uh, But he has at least four plus shots in four out of his last five, five out of his last Mm -hmm. six. So like, that's a good, that's a good sign. Like anytime someone's starting to get the puck to the net more consistently, good things are always going to happen. Every hockey coach will tell you, get the puck to the net. Something's going to happen. So if he keeps Mm -hmm. doing that, maybe he could, uh, you know, stay on our radar. He's only 15% rostered right now. And that's plus five in the last day. So I agree with you. He fits the mold of the Buffalo flash in the pan. I would hold off unless you are in dire need. And again, mm-hmm. if you start to see some of these numbers become more steady, you know, he could be a long, long end hold. There's always like a couple of guys on these bad teams that mm-hmm. you can, you know, rely on in fantasy. I just don't think we have enough, you know, proof or enough details yet to say that that he's going to be that guy. So, all right, next up, uh, this guy was definitely on a lot of our shows last year covering the waivers. Our boy, Anton Lundell. Only 34% rostered, which is kind of surprising because I figured he was kind of a fan favorite at this point. He is only a plus eight on the season. We're about, you know, almost a third of the way through the year. I think everyone was expecting that number to be like plus 24. Mm-hmm. He led the league last year in plus minus. <laughs> He's only got four goals. He's only got eight assists on the season, uh, but he does have three goals in three straight games. Are we buying that Lundell is going to
1: continue on this pace? It's not, a, it's not a point streak. It's a goal streak. Yeah. Mm it's really tough to tell right now because Barkov's out of the lineup and he's day to day. I'm not sure what his injury is, but he is out of the lineup causing Lundell to come up to the third line or sorry, mm-hmm. second line. And so he's playing with for and Reinhardt and yeah, he's doing well in that role. He's on the first power play unit right now with uh, Kachuk and Reinhardt. And so definitely a lot of upside there, but I'm really cautiously optimistic about Lundell because I know, how he was last year, I know he how he goes on these streaks, but then he just goes cold for a while. You like you look at before this goal streak, he wasn't doing a lot of uh well, <laughs> not, to- not a lot of production here, yeah, and but- that's what I, that's not- what <laughs> concerns me because I think that uh, Barkov could come back, and then you're gonna see a situation where uh, Lundell falls down to line three, and then mm-hmm. Bennett goes down to line two, and Barkov slots back in on line one, and so as long as he's in this spot on the second line of first power play. I would uh, hold him. But yeah, I think once Barkov comes back, he's definitely someone you should look to move. And like I said, cautiously optimistic because you never know what could happen when uh, Barkov comes back or how long he's out for.
0: He was on the third line last year. And he, I, I, I'm mad that I don't know what his exact plus minus was. I can probably pull it up here. But he was a third, third line center last year and he was getting it done. Uh, I think in category leagues, he should probably be owned because if he keeps up this scoring, you know, I'm not saying you have to hold him for long, but I think he's worth the pickup because if he can, again, like when you get moved up to lineup and you play well, they don't typically like, you know, decentivize your play. They typically incentivize it, right? Like they give you more opportunity, whether it be power play, whether it be killing penalties, they get you more ice time typically, you know, when you, when you do well. And you can definitely see it because in these last two games, he's got 19 points, uh, 19 minutes and five seconds and 21 plus minutes in his last two games. He only has one game in his previous eight where he's hit that mm-hmm. type of level. So if this is something that we can swing into a trend that we can you know lean into, I, I think he might be a buy candidate, but I'm going to hold it exclusively for category leagues because the points aren't there. Like, like without him scoring those goals, he has just two games in his previous six where he went over seven points and he mm-hmm. had a long stretch there where he didn't get over three. So you have to take the good with the bad there. Category leagues, uh, non-daily ads. Like you know, if you when you have to do the overnight ads, mm. I, I'm going to take a shot on him. I'm going to I'm going to hope that he continues scoring, but until Barkov comes back, and hopefully, you know, the plus-minus really starts to shoot up. You know, I, I do think he's a decent hold long-term. He's higher than some of these guys that we've been talking about. He's at 34% rostered, so he's a name that I have circled, um, and and someone that I'll trust. Like I said again, in categories, not point-based leagues. All right, next up here we have Maddie Beniers getting some playing time. In his last 6 games, he has 9 points, 2 goals and 7 assists. Are you buying some Maddie Beniers?
1: I'm definitely buying some Maddie Beniers. This uh, Seattle team really surprising a lot a lot of people this year. No one I don't I guarantee you no one expected that Seattle was going to be sitting at the top of the Pacific Division, but they are. And uh yeah, they've been really solid Beniers. He is getting some power play time on the second unit with Wenberg and Bjorkstrand sitting pretty right now in the second line with McCann and Eberle. Cause yeah, he's mm. been very solid as of late and I think he'll stay solid. And I really like his position on that uh, second line. And that allows the Kraken to move a guy like Yanni Gore down to the third line, add more center depth to the team, which seems to be working out for them. And as long as they're winning games, I don't see them really changing up this lineup. And I definitely think there's a lot of upside here. When you look at Beneers points in four straight games and all, Three of those four games were multi-point games. So definitely mm. a lot to look at here. I like the schedule. You got L.A. on the road tonight, but then after that, you got Florida, Washington, and Montreal all at home right after that. And so mm. a lot of upside for Veneers, a lot of upside for the Kraken. Definitely someone I could get in on. He's just on fire. I mean, mm. he
0: has two, four, six, seven assists in his last four games. So in his last four games, there's only one game where he has less than uh, two assists. It's absolutely crazy. Mm. The puck's not getting to the net a lot, but you can tell he's being a little bit more passive. He's distributing, which is great, but he also has two goals in his last three games. So this is a situation I'm firing him up until he gives me a significant reason not to. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I would like to see more pucks on net. I'd like to see more shots on goal, but keep bringing the apples, buddy. Keep keep bringing the apple basket because the dude's got tons of assists, seven assists in his last six games. Like I said, nine fan, or nine points total, two goals, seven assists in his last six and 11 and a half fantasy points per game in that six game stretch. So let's hope he stays up here on these uh, on these top lines and keeps producing for us. I'm, I'm all with it. Give me some Andy mm-hmm.
1: Uh
0: Next up, we have Justin Schultz, Justin Schultz. Yes, excuse mm-hmm. me. I was looking at two different sheets. Uh, he's also looking really good for the Kraken. What are your thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, Buddy's a unit. That's like the best way to put it <laughs> right now. I uh, had him on the fancy team, and uh, it came down to me having to make a choice, because I p- I took your advice, picked up Philip Peronic and he's mm-hmm. not going anywhere right now. He's been solid, so I had to make the choice between, <laughs> hey, uh, between Siegenthaler and Schultz, and I went with uh, Siegenthaler because of the ice time, but yeah, Justin Schultz, really, really solid production as of late. He hasn't had a game since yeah, about November seventeenth. So one, two, three, four, five games in a row where he's had six plus fantasy points and he's mm. gotten on the score sheet recording a point. And so a lot of upside with Justin Schultz here. He's on a Kraken, who are a hot team right now. And yeah, I I'm I just was bummed that I had dropped this guy. If I could get him back right now, I would, mm. but it would mean sacrificing too much.
0: So I want to ask you this, because we also have Adam Larson right behind him. Are you taking the offensive upside of Justin Schultz or the reliable stay-home ability of Adam Larson? Adam Larson, (laughs) there's a big difference here. He's a plus 18 on the season, plus 18. Justin Mm -hmm. Schultz is plus three. But Justin Schultz has 13 points. Adam Larson only has six. Mm
1: -hmm. So I think there's a win on both sides here. In a points league like ours justin schultz the guy to go he's got Mm -hmm. the production his plus minus isn't there but he's getting the puck on or he's getting the puck in the back of the net as of late and Mm -hmm. uh, he's getting the points adam larson on the other hand is a beauty for categories leagues he's got i assume he's getting yeah he's got a lot of hits i'd assume i don't have that number in front of me but uh yeah plus 18 yeah definitely someone that you should get on Uh, a categories team maybe someone for uh, that struggling team you have uh down there and yeah he that plus minus i know in those leagues is huge hits and i Mm -hmm. think larson can contribute to that and yeah his blocks are there too i know we only had one last game but before that you're looking at three two three four five blocks he's getting Mm -hmm. a lot of blocks a lot of categories to win just off of this one guy here
0: and the other the other key factor here is the ice time You look Mm -hmm. at Justin Schultz in comparison to Adam Larson, like is Adam Larson just going to run into some production here at some point he has, you know, and and keep it also in mind the Kraken are eight and two in their last 10 games. And in Mm -hmm. those 10 games, the lowest amount of playing time that uh, Adam Larson has recorded is Mm -hmm. 21 minutes. He, most games he's over 23, 24, 25 minutes a game. He -hmm. had two back-to-back games of 27 minutes between Winnipeg and New York on the 13th -hmm. and 17th. Does that sway you at all?
1: It sways me a little bit, but uh, I don't know. Just the production of Justin Schultz when he's on the ice, his ice time has been really meaningful. But no, Mm -hmm. you can't not know the ice time of Adam Larson here. Like you said, like one of these games, he almost hit 28 minutes playing almost half the hockey game, which is crazy about think.
0: Someone played half an hour.
1: I can't remember who it was. Probably like a Makar Devontae's Those two play almost 29, 30 minutes a night.
0: It was somebody else. But, yeah, I mean, like you were saying, with, with Larson, there's a lot of opportunity there. It's really just kind of picking your poison because he does have, you know, a mm-hmm. similar amount of shots on goal as Schultz. He is getting the blocks. And, again, I don't have the hit numbers in front of me either. But if, if that's something in one of your leagues, he's going to be somebody that's, you know, laying the body. So I think they're both solid. I really can't make a decision who I would want. It's got to be situational. Mm-hmm. I suppose in the points. I, I guess I agree with you. Yeah, Schultz in the points league and Larson in the categories. But I, I mean, even in points-based league, Larson has a very safe floor with the shots on goal and with the blocks. If your league is, you know, taking the consideration uh, hits as a scoring, you know, you know, point or whatever, that, that's great too. That'll that'll definitely boost him up. All right, just a handful of players left here. Next up, we have uh, Sean Monahan of the. Yeah, Montreal Canadiens. I was about mm-hmm. to say the Calgary Flames. That would be incorrect. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's looking really good right now. Uh, three goals, five assists in his last eight games. Is this viable production for you?
1: Um, I think it's streaming production, but it's not viable. Not someone I would want to buy into long term. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the first power play, but on the third line. His ice time is there, but I would want to see uh, a little bit more production. And I'd like also to see his plus minus go up. Being on a team like Montreal, I know that can take a real hit. And uh yeah it's just all going to be about where you're at personally in your league cuz yeah mm-hmm. he's got a tough schedule coming up. They've got San Jose at home tonight, but then after that you go to uh, Western Canada for four games and you got to wonder how many of those games they're going to take playing or sorry yeah they got Seattle on the state oh. side then you got Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, all really good teams that I think stack up better than Montreal does. So I will be curious to see what he does. But, yeah, just not there for me yet. But definitely someone that's worth streaming if you need a guy.
0: Yeah, I'm holding off as well. To me, it's the plus minus. He has five goals in the season, and two of them came in his last three games. Uh, three of them came in his last uh, eight. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just not betting that this is going to be consistent. It's a nice little streak for him. Uh, tonight would have been really the only night to stream him, in my opinion, because I'm, I'm with you. That Western or whatever, that West Coast trip. You know, Seattle's pretty close to Canada as well, like I said. Um, those are not games I would be on him. Maybe the Calgary game, a little, little revenge spot. He's you know pretty mm-hmm. familiar playing in Calgary, so you know not mm-hmm. too bad there. But other than that, no, yeah, tonight, December first, that's about it. And that, and even then, it's still kind of a stretch. It's just not uh, trustworthy in my opinion. Uh, this next guy back from injury, TJ Oshi, has four points in his last three games, nine points on the season. He's a plus two. What do you think about TJ?
1: Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of value with Mr. Timothy Jimothy over here. He's got that he's got that center right wing spot in fantasy, which is uh, huge because like in our league right now, I'm struggling with my centers personally because I've got Larkin, Suzuki, and uh, mm-hmm. Matthews, and so having to decide which one to play because they're all just straight centers. Being able to have that ability to move him around will be really uh, versatile for your team. And yeah, he's played three games and he's got three point or four points. And granted, he didn't have any, but they were playing that red-hot Devils team, so I guess that's excusable. But yeah, uh, looking at his line here, he's on the second line with Kuznetsov and Sonny Milano, and uh, sitting on the first power play with Dylan Stroman, Marcus Johansson. Granted, it's not the best first power play line, but it's a first power play (laughs) line.
0: (laughs) Is everyone still hurt or what?
1: Yeah, so you got uh, Tom Wilson out, Dimitri Orlov out, Nicholas Backman out, Connor Brown. Yeah, there are... uh, Jesus. They're hurting right now. They got a major yeah. medical or something. Yeah, it's not good over in Washington, but they're getting it done. They're uh, starting to Aren't win they? hockey games. I mean, they're they're winning hockey games. They're not like you know running away with these games, but they are coming in and playing close games. I know uh, down the stretch they've had uh, a tough run, but they've gotten a couple uh, good wins here. Good shutout against Calgary, knocked off the Flyers, and uh, yeah, they got a road trip of themselves here, and so I will be. Uh, interested to see what comes of that
0: i'm not pulling for him i'm not a tj oshi fan if you've picked up on anything for me i'm not i'm not a i'm not a blues guy and i know he plays (laughs) for the capitals but no i I mean he might as well have that damn big old blue uh, note in the middle of his chest still if you ask Mm -hmm. me i don't care how many times this guy saves america he's never going to make it on my a-list i'm not a tj oshi guy Mm. uh i'm gonna pass i mean uh, I like the production. I don't like the playing time in his last two games. He's under 17 minutes. His name's TJ Oshie bro. You should be playing some more minutes. I don't, I don't care how uh, close you are back from injury. I'm not buying it. Not saying it's going to continue, but I don't like him. So take that as you will. Next guy up Rasmus. Is it Sandin or Sadin? Sandin. Sandin. That a was a U. It'd be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Rasmus Sandin looking pretty good. He's only got eight points on the season, but, uh, Getting a lot of blocks, plus minus is strong. What do you think about him?
1: Yeah, I can get definitely get on some rasp with Sandine because like I talked about earlier, this uh, Toronto defense ran by Mr. Mark Giordano is uh, wow. sh- they're struggling right now. And so guys have had to step up and play a role for this team to, you know, barely scrape away with these hockey games, you know, letting them 30, 40 plus shots. And mm-hmm. uh, Sandine has been a part of that stepping up on that second D pair on the first power play right now. Uh, paired with Mitch Marner, and so definitely a lot of upside there. The fantasy production is there. Put up a uh, goal and an assist in the last game, and while he's not mm-hmm. getting points, he is contributing on the plus-minus and getting uh, some shots on goal and blocks here and there. So definitely someone I would stream for sure, but not someone I would want to add because uh, I mean you got San Jose tomorrow, but then you got a tough doubt Tampa and Dallas team on the road, and by mm-hmm. then you're already into the next week. So it's just all about uh, where you're at with your team personally.
0: Yeah. It's not someone that I'm really high on, but he has mm-hmm. seven fantasy points per game in his last seven. I don't think it's terrible. It's just not someone that really excites me as a long-term option. I'm with you. Just just stream them mm-hmm. if you're hurting, if you need to fill in a spot that night. Yeah. Nothing that I'm, that I'm going to consider mm-hmm. as a long-term long term option. Excuse me. i uh, got a couple guys left here. Next up is another defenseman, Sean Dersey of the Los Angeles Kings. Plus minus isn't there, but there's a reasonable production and he's on a nice streak right now. What do you think?
1: Um, Yeah, I think right now he's another guy that's going to be a really good uh, streaming option right now. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's sitting on the second power play unit. And I watched that game uh, the other night. I think, yeah, I think they were playing. uh, I can't remember who they were playing. It was like Sunday night. San Jose. Yeah, it was Ottawa. They were playing on Sunday night. And I saw that second power play unit actually go to work. Arthur Kaliev was up there he had a ripper from the top of the circles I think jersey might have gotten some action on that but uh, no yeah the lot definitely someone that uh, is worth looking into but plus minus isn't there um, I mean I like the schedule I like Seattle Arizona Carolina coming up so definitely someone I would be cautiously optimistic about but just mm-hmm. not someone that's for me personally and again you guys know your team's better than we do. So, you know, you got an open defensive spot, and he's in your league because he's only 26% rostered. Definitely mm. someone you look at, but definitely not someone that's for me or someone I would hold long-term.
0: Yeah, it's a good trend to buy right now. The minutes are there. Plus-minus is kind of so-so. Getting getting a stick on the puck to get some points, I, I can mm. appreciate that. But... Uh, long-term it's kind of tough. I mean, this team isn't winning a lot of games. I do like the upcoming schedule a bit more than their previous games. We got Seattle tonight, Arizona, Carolina, Ottawa, Toronto. Toronto is really the only one that scares me. Carolina, I feel like has kind of been a shell of themselves and they're getting them at home. I think that mm-hmm. game might be closer than people might anticipate. So I like these next set of games. Uh, I would probably not own him, uh, after the 6th of December, uh, when they go on the road to Toronto. That would, prob- that would probably be my cutoff unless he just really, like, kicks it up a notch. Mm. Uh, this next guy I know is a slam dunk, and we're both going to be uh, hammering down on this pickup. Spencer Martin of the Vancouver Canucks. I don't know how he didn't make the top goalie discussion, I guess because he hasn't been playing all season. But mm. uh, he's got four wins in his last five starts, and he has six total wins on the season. He's been looking damn good for the Vancouver Canucks. 13.6 fantasy points per game in his last five games, his last five starts. And like I said, four wins in those last five starts. Any disagreement to pick him up?
1: No, and, yeah, with the struggling Thatcher Demko right now because he's been bad, 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 bad. And so Spencer Martin kind of comes out of nowhere. I didn't really see – I didn't really know much about this Spencer Martin guy, and he comes in and he's uh, showing that he can play in the league. Like you said, wins four of his last five. He's getting the shots, uh, or shots faced uh, – I know a couple games here, uh, he's faced about, yeah, last game he only saw 26. But before that, you're looking high 20s, high 30s range. So right. definitely a lot of saves, a lot of shots, a lot of points. Definitely slam dunk for sure.
0: Just clean up the goals against and we'll be good, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He'll be a good streaming goalie all season, I feel like, as long as he mm-hmm. keeps some you know familiarity of this production, which I think he can do. So, yeah, he's looking really solid. 17.6 in his last start, 15.8 the prior 9.8, 9.6, 15.2. Um, even in his loss, he had the same amount of points as he did in a win the game before that, 9.8 and 9.6. Right. 9.6 was the loss, and that was a 3-2 loss to Toronto. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: for, looking pretty solid right now. Like you had mentioned, uh, Demko on the downswing, he'll come up. he'll come around again. Uh, very, very skillful goaltender. Uh, but right now, you definitely have to roster Spencer Martin. Honestly, if you own Demko, I would go grab him. It's a, kind of a similar situation mm-hmm. to um, – uh, Jake Ottinger and Scott Wedgwood. I want both Mm -hmm. of those guys. If, you know, if I'm really desperate for goalies, because Dallas is just that team this year, um, I'm getting Stanley cup vibes. I'm loving me some Jason Robertson, their offense is flowing. They're typically, you know, a a strong defensive team. That's been their identity. (laughs) Now they're getting the offensive boost. Like Mm -hmm. they're going to be, they're going to be a tough team to beat Vancouver. Not so great on defense, but they're pretty much always putting the puck in the back of the net. So they're, they're, they're a team I trust to stream a goalie for. All right, cool. Anything to add before we head out?
1: Yeah, check me out on Twitter, Face Off With OZ, where I talk about fantasy hockey, NHL, anything with the game of hockey. It's over there, Face Off With OZ, as well as uh, all ONU Tigers Hockey on Twitter. Follow me and uh, what I'm doing in the college hockey world. Uh, no games, like I said, this weekend, but next weekend we're on the road to Indianapolis. So looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, looking forward to another good show next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, be
0: sure to, uh, you know, follow at sports or at gambling podcast on Twitter, the mothership. You can follow me at SGPNJB. Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.